coming straight from the cockpit. It's another episode of Lunatic Fringe with the fucking pilot. Ready, set, go. All right, this is the fucking pilot back in the can for another edition of Lunatic Fringe Into the Void. This is going to be a unique one because I've got... Yeah, not my stereotypical audience on the other end of the line, which is going to make it really, really fun, I think. But why don't we just find out? So tell me, who the fuck are you guys and what do you do? Um, I'm Sydney Kenneth. I'm 13 and I'm an indoor skydiver. Oh, fuck. You're 13? Oh, shit. <laughs> I, all right. So 13-year-old Sydney is, the, is a tunnel flyer and I'm just as foul as I ever was. Jesus. All right. Well, it's very nice to meet you, Sydney. Who else do we have over there? Uh, I am Andrew Kennett, Sydney's father. Uh, I'm an old, old-time skydiver. All right. Old-time sky. And where's mom? Is mom hanging out there too? Yep. I'm Michelle and I like to call myself a domestic engineer. A domestic engineer. That's one of the hardest jobs that I know of if uh, it's the type of domestic engineer I'm thinking. <laughs> yep. Pretty yep, much. Yep. That's, you're a brave woman. I, there's no way in hell I could do that job. No way. I can guess myself all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah, fair enough. I, I don't doubt that. I mean, well, I mean, I hate to say it, but you guys are going to second guess the fact that you put your 13-year-old kid on with the fucking pilot. <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's an honor. We appreciate the opportunity. Oh, no, I'm really glad to be able to sit down and talk to you. It's kind of cool because uh, obviously I try and talk to all different age groups and angles coming into the sport, but it's really fun to talk to somebody that's literally at the very beginning and so much more before all the rest of us. You know, I mean, I didn't start in the sport until I was in my mid-20s. So at 13 years old to already be in the air is incredible. So Yeah, it's been a no, a crazy ahead. experience. Ah, I've done that. I have no doubt. So uh, before I get started talking to Sydney, I want to know how did you get started in skydiving? You know, or was it skydiving that was your first extreme sport, or did something lead you to it? Um, you know, it's it's kind of a funny story. I just it really boils down to I saw a a bumper sticker for Skydive Chicago on the back of a car. You know, when I was seventeen years old, and yeah. um, you know, I. I I grew up kind of playing traditional sports, soccer and basketball and all that. And, you know, I, I do, I did ski growing up. I started skiing when I was real young and my parents used to take me out to Colorado. And, you know, so I think maybe there was sort of that seed planted for, for you know, a little bit of the, the extreme side of sports sure. kind of from a young age, but um, it, it really boils down to just seeing that bumper sticker and, you know, saying it, it, something went off in my head, like, Hey, you know, I, I need to, I need to follow up on that and go skydiving. And I did when I turned 18 and, you know, I, I got down from my first tandem jump and, um, immediately started figuring out how I could, you know, make this a a full-time sport as many of us did. Right. Sure. So you were, you were one of those ones that was hooked from the get go. Yeah. From the first instant, you know, um, really just started figuring out, what I own that I could sell and what, 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 what kind of extra jobs I could pick up and, you know, all that, right? and, 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 you know, jumped for 10 years, um, 10 or 12 years altogether, all said and done. So it, you know, um, it was an amazing experience, you know, um, I, I miss the people just as much as I miss the flying. I don't jump anymore. Um, kind of, kind of, you know, stepped away from that when, when we had kids, sure. um, 
back then you couldn't you really couldn't get like life insurance or anything like that for sure support and, sure you know um nor, nor did the, the time the time was kind of the big thing too but so you know there was always that inkling in the back of my mind that um i wanted to expose my kids to flying right sure i, I kind of grew up in that sport <clears throat> um and at the and at, at that time you know tunnels became prevalent in the world and, and started really popping up all over the place. Right. Sure, so, sure. Uh, so, you know, when Sydney and I have another daughter, Ryan, we're about what, four and six, uh, we, we, we took them to, I fly Denver for the first time. And, um, you know, it, they, I think they had a good time. Um, uh, but we, we lived up on the mountains at, at that time. So we lived pretty far away mm. from the tunnel. So, um, you know, it, it, it didn't really stick yet, but then what, four or five years later, Sydney was eight, I believe. Okay. Um, you know, we, we ended up moving down from the mountains, so we were much closer to the tunnel and we happened to see an ad for what they were calling kids club at the time. And, you know, um, I really wanted to expose them, like, you know, to the sport in sure. a more full-time manner. So, you know, that, that was kind of the start of Sydney's career right there. Um, you know, it's funny. I yeah. have, I had the opportunity to talk to uh, Ray Kubiak, who is like, you know, oh. I mean, tunnel flyer extraordinaire and has been for a very long time. And, and, uh, he really is amped up on the idea of trying to obviously make it more affordable and, uh, um, make it, um, reach, uh, you know, have a little bit more reach and be able to get to more people because, well, and you guys would know better than most, this takes the whole soccer mom and dad thing to a really new level. <laughs> <laughs> It really does, you yeah. know, and, and that's, you know, Sydney is uh, supported by iFly and that's always one of our goals is how do we expose this to more people? And, sure, you know, again, thank, thank you for the opportunity for having us because it's just another opportunity to, to do that. But, you know, that is that is our goal from a marketing perspective, right, is. Oh, yeah. How do we how do we show this to the world and, you know, how do we how do we uh, get more people involved and. and it's it's really amazing when when you see that light bulb go off. Of people. course. I mean, Michelle Michelle spends so much time at the tunnel. Um, she's sort of the primary soccer mom, if you will, for, for Sydney's flying. Michelle, she's how uh, uh, um, how involved were you? As were you a jumper? Did you fly, or um, have you just kind of been supporting the whole family thing since the beginning? I've just been supporting the whole family thing. Um, when Andrew used to jump, I just sat in the sun and read a book. All right, fair um, enough. I love the community, though. I mean, it's the best people ever. Um, but I've always been into sports myself. So, you know, just finding another community and all these super cool people that are always in great moods, you know. Sure. Now, was, uh, have you ever made a jump? Um, I did do a tandem up in Lost Prairie at one of the boogies, like, okay. in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. so you can say you crossed it um, off the list, though. Absolutely. I did it out of a sky van. It was awesome. Um but at the time, you know, we were broke hippies li living in a VW bus. So um, <laughs> yep. for both of us to be able to jump wasn't really feasible either. So sure. I was all good just being the support team. Fair enough. Well, and I mean, uh, in pretty much every podcast that I've talked to jumpers with, uh, uh, the 
overlying theme of the entire thing is the huge draw more of the community than anything else because you can be an average to even below average skydiver as far as skills go and still be head over heels in love with the community you don't have to be a badass in the air to fall in love with the sport uh and it's because of the people absolutely yeah now that's what i missed you know i mean the community and it was interesting because I was away from the sport for about 10 years. I really didn't pay attention all that much. I, I kind of didn't want to know what was going on. Just, you know, selfishly, I, <laughs> you know, missed the sport, but I didn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't really follow it for a sure. long time. And um, it was really, it was really cool when we, when we came back to iFly Denver and, you know, that, that community existed right again. And I saw it. And, you know, we got to start experiencing it again. And it was really, really this, this tight family, you know, group of friends that, that we, uh, that we met and, you know, um, just some crazy history like Kubiak and and Hmm. Mike Silva was, was the lead at, at, at iFly Denver at the time. Okay. Just so much history there. Right. And, and with all those guys, a lot of them were, you know, the, the fathers of the sport, if you will. You know, it's um, it's funny because I actually get to use uh, Kubiak as bragging rights. So I had him on the podcast, um, but uh, and I wouldn't ever dream of saying it if he weren't the first one to back it up. I actually taught Ray how to fly in a tunnel. I mean, that's crazy. Really? Right? Yeah. I was Ray's first instructor in the Las Vegas tunnel. He, of course, very quickly became a dramatically better flyer than me, but he was horrible. He was horrible. Oh my God. He was just a six foot, five inch tall tracking machine and would just (laughs) slam himself head first into the walls. Uh, And until that light bulb clicked with him, he was a train wreck. Yeah. Ray is definitely one of our really good friends and supporters. And Oh yeah. Yeah. We were actually actually just at uh, Las Vegas for a charity event. Uh, Sid flew in the tunnel. Sydney, uh, I haven't talked to you yet. Uh, I want to start right there because my first experience in the air was actually flying in the Las Vegas tunnel, and I ended up becoming an instructor there. What did you think coming from modern tunnels, especially as you're progressing so fast with your skill level, what did you think of hopping into the Las Vegas tunnel? Oh, it was really, really fun just to like get to try something new for once. Well, sure. I mean, I guess I tried something new a lot of times, but like that was like really new. It's it was a lot of fun. That big mushy tunnel with all the pads. Oh, so much fun! Yeah, it's it's yes. a it's a big bouncy room. It yeah. is. Yeah, I mean, you can still screw yourself up in it. I broke my fucking nose in that tunnel, but <laughs> <laughs> but it's a big padded bouncy room, which is perfect for a bunch of tunnel flyers and skydivers, if you think about it. So yeah. so Sydney. Now that I now that I got you, so you started really really young. Do you remember your first time in the tunnel? Because you were quite young. Um, I kind of remember it, not like really well. I remember like the second time I went when I was eight, like a lot more. Sure. And I remember it really fun. Do you remember? I mean, when you were in there flying, do you remember thinking, "Hey, this is something I want to do quite often," or was it just a, "Hey, this is kind of cool. Let's go get ice cream." I mean. Like, the first few times that I did it was like, okay, this is cool, I guess. But, like, then I, like, started doing it more, and I was like, oh, I want to, like, do this, like, all the time. Was it uh, <laughs> was it kind of um, as as you started to figure out how to fly, was that what did it? Um, kind of, I guess. I mean, I just, like, 
kind of fell in love with it one day. Like, I didn't really know how to fly, like belly fly, sure. maybe back fly. But it just like I, something just clicked and I like fell in love. Nice. So you pretty much from right then you knew, all right, I'm going to go full bore with this. Yeah. Wow. All right, mom and dad, you must have known the price tag that was coming along with that. What did you think about it? Did you go, oh, fuck, what did we do? Yeah, um, I did. <laughs> it was an interesting scenario. It, you know, it was kind of the perfect perfect storm. Uh, at the time, I had a bunch of side work. You know, I'm a software architect, software developer. Cool. And I, and I happen to have a lot of uh, side work going on at the time. Um, and er, early on in Sydney's flying. I mean, within an, within an hour, she kind of had like back flying down and, you know, um, really fast progression. And, you know, and I, and I, I had the conversation with Michelle at the time and said, Hey, can I spend some of my extra money on Sydney for a while? I think she has the potential to be pretty good. And, mm. you know, she said, yeah, go ahead. You know, um, that's, you know, you work, those extra jobs, that's your kind of fun money, have fun with it and sure. spend it on your dog. And so, you know, we, I did go full bore for the first couple of years and, you know, really built that foundation for Sydney. And, um, it was, it was just, you know, it really was that kind of perfect storm. And yeah, you know, in the back of my mind, the math was always kind of going on. Right. And but, you <laughs> yeah. know, it, isn't, it isn't the most approachable sport in the world, but you know, there are ways to make it more approachable, I suppose. Sure. Uh, flying. Well, and with folks like you and, and uh, guys like Ray and his whole crew, and especially his mentality with that, uh, this is something that down the line hopefully um, is – I don't want to say fixed. I mean, the tunnel is always going to be pretty damned expensive, but there'll be ways to try and be able to make it affordable for more people. And, and uh, um, as the tunnels continue to improve as they are, obviously, um, hopefully that means that there's more people to play with and, and more people like Sydney that can, you know, continue to go full bore. I mean, I don't know about you, but I haven't happened to think that this, uh, this sport's got a long, long way to go. Yeah, I think I totally agree with you. You know, I think that we're kind of in this next major stage, mm. you know. Um, I kind of picture what you and Ray were doing, whatever, 20 years ago. That mm. was sort of the beginning stages, right? And Sure. And then, you know, we, we there was a couple kids in Denver. I think their names were the Tanucci's. Okay. Um, I'm probably way wrong on that. But, you know, that was 10 years ago or so. And, and you know, those kids were shredders. And then, right the next stage was sort of the Wittenbergs, right? Mm, yeah. Um, and they kind of took that torch. Um, and now we're seeing this next group of kids come up and there's, you know, probably 30, yeah, 50 kids now in the world that are sort of, you know, taking what the Wittenbergs did and growing it. Right. Yeah. Um, they're badasses. And, yeah. And it's crazy. And another thing is, you know, Michelle and I had, the conversation about, well, what do other sports look like monetarily? And, mm. you know, M Michelle, Michelle was actually a high end gymnast, you know, almost an Olympic gymnast, but you know, good, good foundation to ask the question, well, how much do you think high end gymnasts spend on, you know, coaching and all sure. that? And it's funny because hockey or, you know, all those types of sports, they're, they're actually not all that different monetarily speaking when, sure. you, when you start talking about, 
you yeah, know, highly competitive level. Yeah, highly competitive level. Right? For sure. Um, yeah. Once you get into the towards the top of the pyramid stuff, I I would think regardless of that type of sport, you're you're paying for it for sure. Right. And it's also interesting. There's tunnel. There's flyers in our tunnel that fly 15 minutes a week. Kids. Mm. You know, and and after a couple of years, they're they're actually competing now. You know, and it's so it's not. You know, it, it's interesting because there are different ways to sort of sure. Well, and through, and I mean, obviously, know. starting out, starting out as a kid is is an amazing leap forward. I mean, um, they just the ability to learn it, they're just sponges and they soak it in. I mean, let me ask Sydney. Um, in flying in the tunnel, uh, have you ever had to deal with any real fear of the tunnel? Do does learning something new make you nervous or does it scare you? Well, with sometimes, like, sometimes I get a little nervous while doing, like, tricks that I, like, am not very good at yet. Okay. Um, sometimes I can do, well, usually I can do, like, the tricks <laughs> in the bigger tunnel a lot better than I can in this tunnel. Okay. Like, maybe explain yeah. the difference of our tunnels. Well, yeah, so our tunnel is, like, really small compared to the other tunnels <laughs> because it's a 12-foot octagon. Sure. So... And the newer tunnels are like fourteen foot, um, like circles, sure. I guess, and they're like really tall glass and all nice. So we have like. Is it just a perspective thing? I mean, uh, um, have you slammed into the walls in your twelve foot tunnel enough to know they're gonna hurt? Yeah. <laughs> all right. And those those fourteen and sixteen foot tunnels, the walls are a little bit further away, so you feel the the ability to go a little bit bigger. Yeah. All right, fair enough. Because for me personally, I found out that the walls in any size tunnel hurts. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it, it's kind of funny too. You talking about getting a little nervous, learning a new trick, but you can usually get them down. I'm, I've been in the sport a long time. I've been flying in a tunnel a long, long time, and I guarantee you can fly circles around me on your worst day. Uh, so that makes me laugh that you get a little nervous trying to bang out this trick and that trick. I, I got 11,000 skydives and I'm still having to get help to get off the net on my head. So <laughs> it's all, I mean, you're absolutely, it's yeah. a humbling experience. You know, I thought I knew how to fly. Um, sure. Well, it's, I didn't know anything. I think it's hard to relearn it's humbling in a wonderful way, though, because one of the funnest yeah. things that I discovered as I got back into jumping after my break and got back into flying in the tunnel is that really, by modern standards, I kind of suck, which means that there's no expectations for me. It's all just about having fun. So for me personally, if your competition level, that seems so much harder for me uh, than where I'm at, just sucking and having fun at it. Yeah, I, I... I agree with that hundred percent. There's no other sport quite like it where <laughs> learning is as fun as it is. I mean, in sure. more traditional sport, you know, whatever soccer, as an example, you're maybe practicing passing for hours on end. And that's not the most exciting thing in the world, right? right? It's you're kind of working on those basic fundamentals, but sure. when you're doing it in the tunnel or you're doing it in the sky, I mean, you kind of don't realize you're working. Maybe you're, you're having fun and, yeah, and learning at the same. Yeah, time, you're so. you're giggling and learning lessons all at the same time. Now, Sydney, when you're you're learning and you're training and stuff, you said sometimes you get nervous trying to uh, learn new tricks. Are there any things that you've had really really tough times learning, or does it all come pretty easily to you? You should tell the Ernie story. <laughs> um, so flip twists like were really difficult for me to like understand. Okay. And so once I got them, my dad decided to make a bet with me. 
Well, uh, before you got them. No, it was, oh, oh yeah, it was before. So, for, so when, like, I was trying to learn flip twist, he was like, if you can get a flip twist, I will get you a dog. <laughs> oh, man. So that's like, like without, without mom's knowledge. Yeah, it, let's put that in there. It took her a long time to learn flip twist, so I, yeah. I, I sort of incentivized it, if you will. Fair yeah, enough. so then, like, later I got them. <laughs> So you nailed them specifically so that you could get a dog. I mean, kind of, but yeah. <laughs> That's kind of cool, though. I mean, <laughs> it's again, it's very humbling on my side of the microphone. Is the the only thing that was holding you back from learning flip twist was a dog. Was a dog, right? It was a dog. Well, it was a different, you know, single and a double. So she could do a single flip twist, and Andrew was, "Come on, you gotta, you gotta get your double." <laughs> And uh, she's kind of scared to put in our tunnel, right? Because the walls are a little closer than the bigger tunnel. Right. Uh, but all it took was the mention of a puppy, and she pulled it off. Like, oh. and, and I've never bet, bet her uh, again on anything. Yeah, I, I'd say that's probably a wise decision. I wouldn't get ready to offer up a car or anything. So. <laughs> no. No, no, definitely not. So, Sydney, you got the puppy and everything. Tell me, what are your friends that don't fly in the tunnel? What do they think of all this stuff? Um. Well, I actually don't really tell anyone because, really? like, yeah, I don't like talking about it. Really? Why? Because you don't want to be the closet badass. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. I guess. So, know. all right. So, what what grade are you in in school? I'm in eighth grade. Okay, so you're in eighth grade, and all the other eighth graders are doing eighth grade things, and you're learning flip twists and getting puppies and, and flying with people from all around the world and doing all this badass stuff. Why are you not telling people? Um, I'm kind of shy, like, in school. And, uh, like, I, yeah. Fair enough, I guess, but I don't know. Maybe it's just a, a generational thing, but because um, I was a bit of a wallflower and miserable in school, if I had had those kind of skills, everybody would have known about it. Right. I think they're starting to figure it out. Yeah. Like they found my Instagram. A lot of people found my Instagram in school and they're like, oh my God, why do you have so many followers? I suppose it's actually kind of cooler to do it that way and have them discover. Cause if you're running around telling people, then you're kind of just the ass that bragged about it. But if they find out, then you get to go, oh yeah, it's just something I do. Yeah. <laughs> She does not take after me in that regard. So I'm with you. Uh, I would be telling everybody. Absolutely. Whatever Bye. minor successes I have in my life, I broadcast from the highest hill. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, Sydney's totally the opposite. She's pretty reserved. And uh, a couple weeks into school, she was like, oh, my God, Mom, the one of the popular girls came up to me and asked me, is this you on Instagram? Like, yes. <laughs> And they love it though, right? I mean, they must think it's fantastic. Yeah, they think it's really cool. I mean, because we're in a time now where if you go on, even if you're not a, a skydiver or a base jumper or a tunnel flyer or anything, you go on to any social media site and you find us everywhere. There's skydivers, base jumpers, tunnel flyers, speed riders, literally everywhere we've just soaked the internet so i mean i think it's really really pretty cool because as soon as you uh, kick on facebook you see you know your 
family or your group is right there. And so how cool is it that your friends are, are kind of sideways finding out, oh my God, look at, she's doing all the cool shit I've seen on all these other sites and pages and Red Bull and this and that. I mean, that's pretty cool, really. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's been really nuts to kind of watch this all, you know, kind of grow and, so you did know, you, this, this for generation. sure. Oh, for sure. We'll know when it's happening so fast. Right. It really is. So, Sydney, did you have any uh, – uh, when you were starting out and you, you finally got bit by the bug and you knew you were going to go for it, uh, did you have any heroes you were looking up to in the tunnel world? Um, yeah. So there's this girl at our tunnel. Her name was Caitlin Cummings. Mm-hmm. Um, she was, like, one of my big inspirations because, like, she was, like, the only girl who flew at our tunnel, really. And okay. then also, like, um, Inca and then, like – leo like a bunch of like the bigger people like the world champions wow wow and now of course that you've been in it for a while i'm guessing you've had a chance to to meet some of these people yeah how cool is that it's pretty cool like i've gotten to fly with most of them and it's been like really fun and awesome and maybe uh, uh, I'm sure you already think this way, but as soon as you meet these people, you realize they're just kind of at the tunnel having fun with you. It makes it so much more enjoyable than they're just people that are, you know, have been doing it a little longer and have competed a little longer, but they're just having fun. Yeah. It's Very so cool. true. Um, it, re- it really is. These guys are just, they just love what they do, you know, and it's 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 really fun to be around that and oh, see yeah. that rub off. I had, kid, you know, I had the opportunity to uh, to fly in the tunnel a number of times with Micah Couch, and he was a, a tunnel instructor, and and of course a badass skydiver, and just all around badass. And it it never ceased to amaze me how much fun he would have doing the goofiest stuff with people right. that you know couldn't fly for garbage, and he was having so much fun because he was getting that much of a buzz out of sharing it. Same with Ray, as you guys would know very well. Ray loves to share his passion for flying absolutely loves it it's it own brother, you know, they're the same way right i mean they these are world-class flyers ben and devin right but they can be coaching somebody how to back fly and they're having just as much fun doing that as you know if they're coaching somebody how to fly you know a four-way dynamic at a, at a world-class level it's it's really cool to watch that oh yeah um, absolutely now, Sydney, do you um, do you do any coaching on your own? Do you have do you mentor anybody? Because you've been doing this for a while now. Yeah, I do some coaching. It's like I did a camp like a few months ago with Mike Silva, which okay. was really fun in Minnesota. Very cool. Is that something yeah. you enjoy? Yeah, I enjoy like teaching other kids and like adults even to fly. <laughs> You're 13 years old. <laughs> <laughs> You're, you're 13 years old and you're mentoring people. What the fuck? <laughs> she might be. Is she the youngest IBA coach in the world now? Maybe. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Sydney, do you have any desires to take it to the sky someday? Um, I mean, maybe. That's still like a while away, so I don't know yet. But, sure. I mean, it'd be fun. Mom and Dad, what do you think about that? I mean, honestly, it's probably it's probably one of the safer sports maybe that we participate in. We're both, you know, avid backcountry skiers and snowboarders. Um, my other daughter and I dirt bike a lot. Sydney dirt bikes. Okay. You know, I I honestly think skydiving 
is a much more manageable sport from, you know, a risk perspective sure. um, than some of those things. Um, so I don't, you know, as a parent, it, it would make me nervous, but sure. so would, you know, going driving down the road in her car for the first time too. Right. Like, yeah, no doubt. Um, but I know the risks of skydiving and I know that they're manageable. Well, and, and skydiving is very much a safety-oriented sport, much more so than I think any other sport that I know of, um, with the exception of the like-minded sports like speed riding and base jumping. And that's because we know that the consequences of mistakes are pretty dire. Yeah. Right. You know, people yeah, strap so. on a set of skis and they don't think, you know, they think, you know, twisted ankle or, or broken wrist or something. They don't think hitting a tree at 50 miles an hour, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, we're pretty avid skiers and you know we we go fast and i understand that if i fall and barrel into a, a, a bunch of trees like you know things can happen right sure um, yeah absolutely absolutely well so. i guess my my biggest thing and i was lucky when uh, the first time i took my daughter to a tunnel um it was kind of past that age and she was more worried about being embarrassed in front of the cute boy that was there uh, than she was <laughs> wanting to fly in the tunnel um, so she didn't really get bit by the tunnel bug and she's made a couple of jumps and she's had a lot of fun with it, but it's not something that grabbed a hold of her. Uh, and I was never opposed to her being a skydiver for the risk of the sport. I was opposed to her being a skydiver because that means she's have to go to drop zones to do it. <laughs> right. With all the dudes. Yes. Yeah. And there's a bunch of guys like me that have bad intentions and there's... All kinds of craziness. When I talked to Mike Wittenberg, it was great. He was talking about uh, his daughter becoming a skydiver, and he said something along the lines of, yeah, because you don't want to go to the drop zone. That's where the parties and all the coke are. <laughs> right. 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 You know? So that was that was always my joke was my daughter can go skydiving as long as she doesn't have to go to a drop zone to do it. Right. Right. <laughs> right. That, that that is a big fear, right? Quote unquote. Yeah, uh, and it's only it's a totally sexist thing for you and I to say because it's only fathers that think that way. You know, I mean, no mother mother is worried that her son's going to go to a drop zone and have a whole lot of fun with the girls at the drop zone. It's just us. We're just the assholes. Well, plus, we're skydivers and we lived it. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I did my time in the in the trailers and living in cross keys and and definitely the the crazy party lifestyle for sure. Um, and the, the, the tunnel world isn't quite there though. I'm guessing. It's different. It's different. Yeah. You know, you kind of go do your thing and then you leave. Although, you know, there is community. It's just, it's different, right? It's right. There are, yeah. there aren't trees and there aren't bonfires and sure. You know, people aren't throwing couches on bonfires, yeah. you know, in the yeah. back of the. Well, and the, I think the thing with the skydiving community too is is uh, because it is obviously riskier than the tunnel flying. You get that band of brothers mentality, and it's it's pretty. I mean, skydivers are a bunch of uh, over partied, over sexed, happy, happy individuals, you know? and they they want to keep it going twenty four seven. So in that, for sure, it's different. It's a little bit different when you have to pull up and go to the registration desk before you can go fly. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. You more. know, it's kind of, uh, so a couple, couple years back, Sh Sharni, right. Uh, -huh. uh, out at skydive Moab. Um, she, she kind of helped us get some momentum going in terms of sponsorship. And, you know, she invited us out to meet some people and, 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 you know, volunteer at the Moab boogie. Um, and again, I'd been away from the sport for a long time. <laughs> so that was sort of my first time back on a drop zone mm. in probably 
a decade um, for the Moab boogie. And, you know, we, we camped out in, you know, the, uh, the boogie campground, if you will. Um, so it was Sid, Michelle and I, and, um, you know, Michelle and I immediately realized, wait a minute, this is, <laughs> this is a real, you know, and we have our eight year old daughter with us, um, at the time or nine years old or something to that effect. But, sure. you know, we, we basically moved the camper, we moved the camper, you know, farther away. And then, you know, Michelle and I went and walked around whatever Saturday night. Right. Yeah. We went to the bond. You know, we went to the bonfire, but we, but we did put headphones on Sydney and a movie in the camper and locked her in. Wise, wise decision. Wise decision. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny because uh, I I've worked obviously at a bunch of different drop zones and and uh, I'll, I'll never forget one particular time it was uh, after the last load and everybody's standing around shooting the shit and you know big fish stories and it was a bunch of us standing around in a circle and I believe I was talking at the time just as foul mouthed as ever and I kind of right. get an elbow in the middle of a story and one of the guys is like hey watch it and I turn around and there's a mom dad and a kid and. <laughs> This is after sunset. This is, you know, it's bonfire time now. And I kind of looked straight at the mom and straight at the dad. And I went, fuck them. Kids got to learn sometime and turn back around and finish my story. Because <laughs> at the end of the really day, you know, growing up in that. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, at the end of the day, when the sun goes down, it's our time, you know, that's customers aren't around anymore. And the dad kind of laughed because I mean, he gets it. Uh, but it really is that thing is you got to you have to know what to expect to some degree. So it's wise that you guys knew. All right. Put the headsets on. This is going to get a little weird. Yeah, it was interesting, you know, when we first started spending time at the tunnel and. You know, I kind of had to figure out really quickly, OK, what what matters to us from a parenting perspective and what doesn't quickly sure. we figured out. I don't really care if people are swearing in front of my kid. It's just, that's the world. Right. And sure. So it's kind of been cool just to learn how to, you know, I mean, I've learned how to parent from it even. So sure. it's a really neat experience just from all sorts of angles, you know? Sure. Well, in, in, I tried to pass on lessons to my daughter as well. I've, I've never been one to watch my mouth around her and I gave her some advice very early on as soon as I knew she could uh, understand it. And in my personal opinion, there's no such thing as a bad word. There's only bad intentions behind words. Um, so if it's just me, you know, throwing out F-bombs in this way and that way, but not in an aggressive or mean manner, then it's exactly that. It's just to add a little emphasis to the story as tasteless as it may occasionally be, but no, no, no bad intentions behind it. Yeah. Now there are stories from say Lost Prairie that I will tell Sydney, but probably not until she's in yeah. her twenties, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I I, I kind of lost the opportunity to do that because my daughters read way too many of my articles for Blue Skies. <laughs> so oops. You know, it's try try backtracking when she's read about me in a tutu and doing some of the stupid shit that I've done. You know, our kids should be proud. Yeah. Leave it at that. One way or another. <laughs> well, I mean, at, I, I always assume that the kids of skydivers will never think that their parents were boring. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of There's things, the... but I don't think boring is one of them. Do you think we're boring, Sydney? No. no. Good. So, Sydney, Good. where do you see yourself uh, going with the sport? I mean, obviously, you're still going pretty hardcore with the sponsorship and competing and all that. Um, looking down the road, where do you think you might take this? Um, well, I want to become a coach and then I also want to be like the world champion. <laughs> so small goals. 
Yeah, small yeah. goals. Small goals. Well, not to mention when it comes time for you to get that part-time job and all your friends are serving ice cream and flipping burgers, <laughs> you're flying in a wind tunnel. That does not That's suck. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good hourly rate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chances are making more than half of the adults that are raising those kids that are flipping burgers. <laughs> Yeah, and that's been cool a lot too, you know, just any I don't mean this in a bad way, but anybody can fly, right? Coaching is a whole different ballgame. Sure. It's been interesting to watch her kind of go through that. Learn well, how to, you know, learn how to do that, struggle with that. Sure. Now how do you uh how do you think that's going there, Sydney? Do you and you you said you kind of enjoy coaching. Do you find it difficult or do you find it easy to try and help people and figure out what they need? Um, I find it pretty easy. Like I can like kind of read people like pretty much like I, I can like tell what they need to do cool now how is it working with adults when you're coaching them um i would say it's more a little more difficult because like they don't always like <laughs> like do like i don't know well I'm, um, I'm, I'm trying to mentally put myself in a tunnel with you coaching me and i think i'd probably just be going are you fucking kidding me the whole time <laughs> Move your arm. Yeah. yeah. Like she's fully, I'm getting schooled by a 13 year old. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty crazy to watch. It has to be. Sure. But you guys, yeah. you guys must just be bursting at the seams with pride when you're watching your kid teaching other people how to fly, especially if you're watching her give them that light bulb moment. Yeah. It's kind of crazy looking at her, you know, at home, she's a normal kid and we're like, you like you, you have, she's almost like she has like this little superpower that people don't know about. Sure. Sure. <laughs> well, I'm sure all of you have seen the, um, the, uh, Wittenberg's famous video nine. Oh yeah. Yep. So, uh, absolutely adorable video. And, and I've had the opportunity to obviously meet the whole family quite a few times and, and, uh, worked with them off and on. But that video, I had not met her, uh, before, um, I saw that video and it was the most adorable, annoying video I'd ever seen. Um, especially the part where she talks about learning how to do a trick and then learning how to do it without her hands and then giggles and that little evil giggle she gives. <laughs> Totally. It's and it's just a total jab right there. So, uh Sydney, when 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 you've got somebody that's struggling, do you ever just kind of giggle to yourself? Just knowing <laughs> Yeah, sometimes. Not to be like mean or anything. It's just like one of my reactions. Oh man, that's just like a nightmare for me. <laughs> I think that's yeah, fantastic, really? though. I mean, y you've got skills that, uh, that, to be perfectly honest, most flyers n will never have. I, I, without a shadow of a doubt, can say I will never be able to learn to fly the way that you can uh, for a number of different reasons, fear being one of them. I'd be scared shitless to try and do flippy, twisty, spinny things like you do. No way. Uh-uh. I'll break a hip. <laughs> yeah, I think at Worlds you did, like, a quad flip twist yeah, i mean i can't even i can't even imagine no I, I i barely will do a flip in the tunnel to be honest with you and wow that freaks me out I add four twists to it it's it's right you know, it's it's mind-blowing um what all these what all this generation is able to do you know trick wise and flying wise and hmm. now it's pretty crazy sydney what's your favorite type of flying um i like ooh, that's hard I mean, I like all of them. I'd say like 
freestyle is probably like my top because like I can make whatever I want. Mm. Like I can like do weird, strange tricks that like no one's ever done before, I guess. Do you spend a lot and of time then, trying to come up with unique stuff? Yeah, I do. I like coming up with new tricks because like, I like surprising people. Mm. Oh, absolutely. Well, and I suppose, uh, for those of us that have been watching it for a long time, we're programmed to get used to a lot of the tricks. And so every time you see something different, you're like, Whoa, wait, what was that? Yeah. That's very cool. Very cool. So freestyle. And, and is that what you want to be the world champion in is all around? You want freestyle? You want? Yeah. Freestyle probably. That'd be really cool. Very cool. When you, when are you setting this goal for? Um, like by how old do you think you, you're going to wait until you take world champion? I don't know, really. Just get your dad to offer a car. Yeah, right, right. Another dog? Yeah, another, uh, their Brussels Griffins, the, the breed that you got. If you can, if you can nail world champion by the time you're getting your driver's license, he owes you a car. Yeah, come on, Dad. All right, I'll sign up for that. That's a no good problem. deal, right? I didn't say what kind of car. I mean, it could be a piece of shit for starters, but but just keep as you get closer, keep upgrading. Nicer interior, better stereo. Doesn't necessarily need an engine, right? <laughs> Not to start. Right. So, um, with the coaching stuff right now, you're just kind of doing that as it happens. Is this something that you're going to try and slide into doing on a more regular basis while you're training and all this? Um, I'm going to try to do it on a more, like, regular basis, basis, because, like, and do, like, more camps and stuff. Did you find that, uh, when you're coaching that your own flying improved at all? Um, yeah, a little bit, because, like, like, I saw, like, other people doing it, and it was like, oh, maybe I'll try this. Sure. With me, uh, um, when I got my, uh, uh, AFF ticket, my personal flying improved because I had to learn how to not just tell someone what to do, but I had to figure out what I was doing in order to teach them. Uh, so I had to yeah. break down my process a lot more and it made the teaching almost more of a learning experience for me, which was awesome. Yeah. It was kind of funny this summer. She, um, did a lot of help. They were hosting uh, flight camps at the tunnel you know so kids would come in it was like summer camp all week and uh the instructors were helping Sid work on her coaching and they broke it all the way back down to you know we're going to start it teaching someone how to belly fly hmm. and uh she was in the tunnel and she couldn't even remember because it comes so naturally to her sure. how to explain to somebody how to belly fly because <laughs> she just does it like breathing yeah <laughs> so that was really interesting it really, it, it really does force you to mentally break down what it is you're doing to make these things happen. And I mean, obviously it's not something that she needs to think about as it's happening, but just explaining it to someone else just clarifies it all in your head. And especially if you're talking about advanced flying, then when you're trying to work out those new crazy tricks, you've got a better mental grip of exactly what's happening, which can be tough, especially if you've started so young and you're just a natural flyer, you just do it which is very difficult to explain. Okay, how did you do that? Well, I just did it. Yeah. <laughs> right. That doesn't yeah. work as an explanation. <laughs> it was, you know, secretly cool to watch her struggle with that, honestly. Sure. Um, she didn't struggle with too much kind of from a skill set perspective, um, but it was kind of it was interesting just to see her go through that, that exercise and, you know, have to really shift her mind into thinking 
in a way she had never thought before, you know? Sure, um, sure. Now, do you guys credit um, her picking everything up quickly and doing so well, partially to starting so young, and then I'm guessing partially because you guys are an athletic family? Is there anything else that led to her being so quick to pick it all up? Yeah, I, I, you know, I think the biggest thing is that we got really lucky with her first coach, um, uh, Preston Drake. You know, um, we we happened to cross paths, and he was just perfect for kids, you know, always, always having fun, always smiling, really excited to, you know, be doing what he was doing and coaching. And, um, it was just an amazing experience for the first, what, couple of years, year, year and a half, a year and a half. Him and Sydney just had this bond like no other. That's Um, fantastic. Yeah. You know, and it, it just really set that foundation up for her, you know, to where, it, it was always fun and it wasn't like this chore or anything like anything like that. And, sure. you know, it's, it's, I'd, I'd say the majority of her foundation really came from Preston and, you know, his, his attitude towards flying. And mm. not only that, but he was an amazing flyer in his own right too. So, you know, the, the progress really um, came from just his skill set as well, you know, sure. sure. Uh, now, you know, he's one of the more dynamic, unique flyers I've ever witnessed still to this day. And I've been around the sport now for years and, mm. you know, he really is this crazy, unique, um, you know, very gifted flyer. And mm. I think that's, that really helps, right? Well, yeah. I mean, it just, uh, it, that infectious type of personality and infectious type of flying obviously just rubs off on everybody else. I'm I fall victim to it all the time. Every time I go to the tunnel and you see an amazing flyer, last time I was in a tunnel, it was, it was Rob Jones flying. And of course he's yeah. one of the mock tomb boys is just, it's effortless and it makes you want to get in the tunnel right up until you slam your head into the wall again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He watching yeah. him or watching flyers like him, um, makes you feel like you can, I can learn to do that. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I can figure it out. And then of course you try it and realize, Oh, yeah, maybe not. <laughs> and, you know, it was also another perfect storm, if you will. At the time, you know, there was a huge core, of uh, really gifted coaches out of the Denver tunnel, you know, like there's, I don't know, 10 of them, mm. which is unheard of anymore. You know, as the proliferation of, of iFly tunnels kind of started happening in the United States, you know, the tunnels needed, needed leads. Right. Sure. So, you don't really see that too much anymore anywhere where there's this, you know, huge group of core coaches and, and skill flyers all in one place, you know, and so she got pretty lucky from that perspective. I mean, and everyone was just so excited yeah. to teach her because they just hadn't really seen a kid pick it up so quickly. Sure. Um, well, so and it just it was really the enthusiasm level. Oh, of course. Well, and in, in, uh, obviously, we all love seeing somebody that just can take it to another level and uh, um, and have that joy and that passion for it, and, and especially to go, oh, this person's going to be better than me real soon. And if if you're a good coach or a good instructor, that's your goal. Um, I want yeah. my student to surpass me. I, I that that idea is fantastic. Right. So, so now. Down the road, mom and dad, where do you want to see this going? Or do you have any preconceived notions or it's just going to go where it's going to go? That's an interesting question. I mean, 
I, I don't ever want to force sports on any of my kids. Sure. You know, that's kind of my, that's one of my basic tenets sure. um, in life. And so I, I don't have any, you know, preconceptions or goals personally from where Sydney takes it. I mean, selfishly though, I, you know, hmm. I hope she could be coaching people for a living when she gets older, you know, sure. and in the world, like, like a lot of the premier coaches are able to do, you know, and the Incas and the Rones and et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, it's really cool to see those guys doing what they're doing and they're always smiling and they always have a smile on their face and sure. they're teaching something they love and they're able to travel you know, to various places to do that. And well, and, and um, they're certainly not going to start tearing down tunnels. I mean, my God, these things yeah. are springing up like mushrooms. They're everywhere. So, you know, I think selfishly, I'd love to come back to you in 20 years and say, Hey, Sydney's, Sydney's traveling the world and she's sure. coaching. And it's sure. A job now, most of us would really like to have probably. But so, so, uh, uh I'm still guessing there, there'd be a, a bit of a bum factor if it, uh, 15 or 16 year old, uh, Sydney decides boys are a hell of a lot more important than the tunnel. <laughs> Which could happen. <laughs> it could, it, it absolutely could. Um, well, all right. So Sydney, we already know that you don't have a, a, a lot of friends don't know about it. Um, do you have a good <laughs> core group of friends in the tunnel? Yeah, I do. Which is pretty cool. Now, do they keep you humble, or are you just beating the shit out of them? Uh, no. <laughs> I would say I'm pretty humble. Okay. Yeah, they're all pretty good. You know, um, she spends a lot. You know, spends a lot of time with Wittenbergs, and you know, out in California, and sure. you know, there's, there's amazing flyers everywhere, and they've been teammates, and you know fly together, compete together, all that stuff. And they're all, they're all really amazing flyers now, you know, and they're sure. all, they're all constantly pushing each other. Um, well, I'd, you know, we, I, I'd imagine that, uh, in, there's a quite a, a big parallel in the tunnel world and the skydiving world in that to bring someone from the outside of that world into it is extremely intimidating for anybody on the outside. So, as I'm guessing as long as you're a hardcore tunnel flyer, especially as you're getting older, it would be really tough to like meet some boy you like and want to go out with. You'd never be able to take him to the tunnel. <laughs> There's no Washington. way in hell. I mean, imagine that. It would be like taking, you, you just met this cute 16-year-old boy, but you're some badass car racer already. I mean, he's screwed from the get-go. There's He's not going to win. <laughs> It's a brave new world. It really is. <laughs> yeah, that works for us. <laughs> See, and I'm right there with you. Believe me, I'm right there with you. Although that's great ammunition for some guy that gets a little too cocky. You just take him to the tunnel and put him in his place. <laughs> save that one. Absolutely save that one. So um, I want to know how does everybody um, that's listening follow how does everybody that's listening find out how they can get involved in tunnels, whether it be in the Denver area or anywhere in the U.S. or the world? Um, how do they go about trying to get things started? And, and uh, then, of course, specifically, how do they follow Sydney and uh, uh, track her as she's trying to become the world champion? Um, uh, go ahead, Michelle. Uh, so we have some social media outlets. Um, Great. Sydney has an Instagram which is tunnel girl 24 underscore Sydney okay. that kind of follows all of her travels and her competition and just kind of 
you know, her life as a tunnel flyer. Fantastic. Um, she also has a Facebook page, which is just Sydney Kennett. And um, that also kind of mirrors Instagram. Um, and then, of course, there's always iFly. Uh, their Instagram and website also follow Team iFly, which Sydney's a part of. Fantastic. Um, and then they have a question about flight school and um and then also liquid sky and cookie you know our big supporters of sid fantastic um, yep liquid sky sports and then cookie and i don't know um the new g4 just came out which is awesome which sid loves fantastic and then well, she, now, well, she's that? an ambassador she's an ambassador for a, a group called she shreds uh-huh. um, and they're sort of uh you know female athlete extreme support you know, very cool. Um, so that's 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 been really cool. Nice. Now, when's the next big competition coming up that people can check out? Um, nationals in January. January. All right. Are you are you prepared? Have you got a bunch of cool new tricks people are going to see? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> that was so cocky. Yeah. <laughs> the way you said I that was do. so cocky. That just put me in my place. Shit. <laughs> That's really, really cool. Stuff. Yeah. Say that one more time. Um, she's been working really hard to come up with some new stuff. So very cool. Now, but before we go, is it hard when you're learning new stuff or when you're trying to develop new stuff? Is it hard to keep it on the down low? I mean, it's not exactly like the tunnel's a, a hidden place to go practice. I mean, like, there's not a lot of flyers at our tunnel, so, like, it's pretty easy to, like, do tricks at our tunnel. But we are, honestly, we are very careful about the things we share on social media because we have done that in the past. It was a learning experience of, you know, showing some tricks she was working on, and then we show up at Worlds, (laughs) and, like, we see five people doing it. Yep. Yep. You would not be the first people ever to shoot themselves in the foot with social media. Yep. especially right. not in this sport. I mean, I hate to say it, but between tunnel flying and skydivers, we love our love me walls. Love me. Yeah. Yep. Hey, look at all the cool shit I'm doing. We're very right. prolific as far as putting up the stuff that we're doing, even when we shouldn't. And the, one of the cool things is that, you know, her coaches are actually us for the most part now for freestyle. Mm. It's kind of a family affair. Um, so, you know, stays within the walls of the house. Yeah, nobody nice. really knows what she's doing. Nice. Sydney, do you ever get your dad uh, harping at you to try and do this or that and tell him, well, why don't you show me? Uh, no, not really. No. I used to, but not Maybe. anymore. It's been, it's been cool. You know, honestly, it was a huge learning, you know, learning example, uh, learn lesson, you know, life lesson sure. to go through, figuring out how to work with your 10 year old daughter and, yeah. and come out of it. not <laughs> And switching from the parent role to the coach role. Yeah. For a long time, she just looked at us like, you don't know what you're talking about. Sure. I mean, <laughs> that's gotta be a really fine line to walk. I mean, I've had husbands and wives on the podcast before and, and uh, it's a bit of a mixed, um, mixed show in that uh, you've got somebody like Patrick Kay who refuses to jump with his wife. He's like, I'm not teaching her shit. <laughs> Because she's not going to want to hear it. She's not going to listen to me. It's just her, my husband's trying to tell me to do this shit. And then you've got uh, David Ludwig Jr. Um, jumps with his wife all the time. 
So it's it's kind of funny. You never really know what the mix is. And personally, if I had been put in Sydney's place and my dad or my mom was trying to coach me in the tunnel, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> she gets right the, yeah. the middle finger kind of. I mean, we right? Andrews had a few tunnel timeouts. Yeah. Between him and Sydney, I'm like, you know, you need to take a break. You can't come to the tunnel for two months. <laughs> All right. Um, All right. I like that. Yeah. They, yeah. I like. Oh, it's it. been a re- it's been. This life lesson, you know, I mean, I mean that, right. It's probably more for me, you know, uh, sure. just learning how to respect everything, everything that's going on from all, all the dynamics. Um, yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, that's, that's tough regardless, but especially when it involves family and more specifically your kids, cause you, you want to be the, the parent or you want to be the coach. And then at some point you go, Oh wait, no, they don't need me on this. And at 13, that's awfully young to have to come to that realization. And, you know, and then you throw in hormones and a 13 year old growing up and it's, it can be a hot mess sometimes. I, of that, I have no doubt. And it's not going to end anytime soon because my daughter's 22 now and I think it's just started to calm down. Oh. Yeah. 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 So, well, I'll tell you what, I give you guys all the best of luck on the, on the journey down the road. I mean, if nothing else, it sounds like as a family, you guys have had a whole lot of fun with it and it's been an amazing bonding experience for you guys. Cause I mean, let's face it, especially in the modern world, families don't get to get this kind of close all the time anymore. So how cool. It's been a blessing. Yeah, it really has, amazing. you know, for um, sure. On so many. Well, one more time, give me the social media platforms so everybody's got them. So my Instagram is tunnelgirl24 underscore Sydney. My Facebook is Sydney Kennett. And then my website is tunnelgirl.co. All right. Well, Andrew, Michelle, Sydney, how cool. Thank you so much for taking the time to sit down and talk to me. I cannot wait to find out what comes next for all you guys and see just how far you're going to take this. I expect um, a world-class metal. And uh, do you like convertibles or hardtop cars? (laughs) I want a picture of the cool car after it's all said and done. Guys, really, thank you so much for taking the time to sit down with me. It's been great. Thank Thank you. Thank you. All right. Once again, that was another edition of Lunatic Fringe Into the Void, the youngest tunnel coach in the world. How cool was that? Uh, At any rate, Lunatic Fringe brought to you in association with the greatest magazine in the known universe. That's right, Blue Skies Mag. Head on over to blueskiesmag.com to subscribe to the magazine. Take those snaps, get your pictures in there, try and get yourself on the cover it's amazing. You don't want to see it on Instagram. You want to see it in print. Also, write up those stories. If I can write for these guys, so can you. I guarantee you've got a good story people are going to want to hear. Uh, for me, you can find me at thefuckingpilot.net, which is where you can get uh, subscriptions to all the podcasts or all the platforms for the podcast, as well as both the books I've written, uh, Blue Skies Mag's The Fucking Pilot Book. That's the previously published uh, articles that I've written for the magazine. And then, of course, The Accidental Stripper. Both of those books are available in both digital and print form so head on over there right now again thanks lunatic fringe into the void another one in the can see ya